You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, all right, we're live, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is. All right. Yes, this is On Point with Victor. Um, look, folks, it's live radio. Things happen. Things happen. So, so, all right, welcome back, folks. This is On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. I am Victor Armanderes. Uh, I just want to thank, again, uh, the last hour guest, uh, Amos King and Harold Dennis. Uh, folks, if you're in DeKalb County, Harold Dennis needs to be the next sheriff. So uh, look him up and be prepared to vote for him. Uh, boy, we have a lot to get to today. For this second hour, we're going to be jam-packed. I want to get into a few things. Um, I, you know, it's, 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 almost, it's almost hard to, to know where to start all the time, you know, because there's so much. There's so much going on, and there's so much misinformation out there. And um, when, when, it, when it comes to, to a crisis, we have too many politicians that just want to abuse this crisis. And I know that may sound weird to abuse a crisis, but that's what's going on. And, and it's a horrible, horrible thing that's going on because people are suffering. People are going to suffer. And, and with prolonged uh, suffering, it just, it's just not, and it's not a good thing. And it's something that shouldn't happen in America. It should not happen in the United States. Uh, I mean, my gosh. You guys hear me say this all the time. We are Americans, and um, we're going to reach a point here where we're going to have to stand up, and we're going to have to remind uh, D.C. that we are Americans. We are we the people. We are a government of the people, by the people, for the people. And um, we are going to have to remind some career politicians that they listen to us. They represent us. Uh, that there's a thing called the United States Constitution that they swore to uphold. And once they can't do that anymore, they need to lose their job. Uh, folks, there is nothing wrong with sending a career politician packing. And we need to make it, uh, we need to make it cool. We need to make it, uh, maybe that's what we need to do. We meet, we need to make it socially media cool to send your current career politician packing. Let's send them to the unemployment line. You know, they're, they're, uh, having no problem shutting down your job. Well, it's about time we shut down their job. Uh, you know, we the people have the biggest voice when we stand together. Um, there is no voice bigger, there's no voice louder, and there is no voice more powerful than a united standing America. And I mean the United States, the people, we the people. So, all right, folks, uh, once again, welcome. This is On Point with Victor. You are listening to America's Web Radio. I am Victor Armanderes. Um Look, I want to jump right into this second hour. Um, I have a, you know, I mentioned elected officials and I have a couple of questions for, for some elected, uh, for some of our elected officials. Uh, at what, what point are we going to hold China accountable? This is an honest question. I'm dead serious. At what point will we hold China accountable? Um, let me, let me ask you this question, ladies and gentlemen. How many 
viruses have come out of Wuhan, China. Have you stopped to ask yourself this? Because you're not going to hear it on NBC, ABC, CBS, PBS, uh, CNN, MSNBC. You're not going to hear this. But think about it. How many viruses have come out of Wuhan, China? How many uh, times are we are we going to have to deal with this kind of uh, outbreak before we hold China accountable? Let me go ahead and give you the answer. You remember that little thing called H1N1? 61 million Americans in the hospital, 300,000 almost dead. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 61 million that had it, almost 300,000 hospitalized. Let me, I don't want any Democrats coming after me saying I'm uh, giving out misinformation, so let me repeat that. Uh, H1N1, you had almost 61 million who contracted the disease in, a, in the United States. You had almost 300,000 hospitalized, and we had um, um, about 13 or almost 13,000 deaths. That was H1N1. Where did it come from? Wuhan, China. Uh, remember before that we had SARS and SARS, I don't have all the numbers, but SARS was a pretty, pretty nasty virus as well. Where did it come from? Wuhan, China. Uh, now we're dealing with COVID-19, coronavirus, Wuhan virus, China virus. Um, where did it come from? Wuhan, China. So at some point, we are going to have to hold China accountable. And I will get to what I mean by that in just a few. But it's, but we really do have to start asking ourselves and, and demanding this of our politicians. Folks, I want to tell you there's a facility in Wuhan, China, that just happens to be a chemical weapons facility. This cannot continue to be ignored. Now, I'm not saying we're, we're going to go guns a-blazing or we should go take out this factory. No, we don't need to do that. But we do need to be aware, and it needs to be reported, that we know there is a chemical weapons factory in Wuhan, China. And when you have H1N1, when you have SARS, when you have COVID-19, when you have all of these viruses and then some, I'm not even naming all of them, they've come out of the Wuhan providence. So there's a problem there. And I'm going to tell you how we can hold China accountable. Uh, I'm going to get to that. Uh, but first, I want to tell you some other things that China did. Folks, China knew, and we don't know when they knew yet, but we do know that they, they tried to hide the outbreak of COVID-19. And they knew there was an outbreak of COVID-19, and yet they allowed the New Year celebrations to go on. They allowed many other gatherings to happen across China, but especially in Wuhan. They were having New Year celebrations, the Chinese New Year, New Year celebrations in Wuhan. They were having uh, other parades and things going on in the streets of Wuhan, China, all while they knew they already had a case or two or three or four of the uh, COVID-19. So not only did they allow and encourage the celebrations to go on, then they allowed thousands and thousands of the people around Wuhan and elsewhere to go travel. Not just within China. They left China. They went to Italy. They went to Germany. They went to the United States and so on. Folks, I already told you, California itself, just California, gets between 5,000 and 6,000 travelers from China in and out every single day. Uh, that's just California. New York is going to be similar. 
they have a ton of travelers that come in and out of the of, of New York airports and the California airports. And then and and Atlanta is similar. Atlanta doesn't have those high numbers as California and New York, but we're but Atlanta has a high. We're the busiest airport in the world. So you've got a lot of travelers coming through. Those travelers, all of that was going on while China knew. They knew that they had a pandemic on their hands. But yet they decided to cover it up as long as they could. And then when things were clearly out of hand, then they started putting down the, you know, at least in China, they put down the strong arm of the Communist Party because you have to protect the elitist. Uh, and then they let the world know. But folks are still not allowing any help from the United States in there. You know, that we have the best of the best, but China doesn't want anything to do with that. Um, but the damage is done. The damage is done. We, they, they have allowed all the traveling to go on when they were trying to hide this outbreak. And now we're dealing with what we're dealing with in New York. Now, folks, I will say it again. I said this before. We really do need to start analyzing why California is not in the condition that New York is in. California, like I told you, five to 6,000 travelers in and out of China every single day. That means they were coming in before November, during November, in December, and in January when we finally figured out what was going on. And Donald Trump on January, I believe it was January 30th, he instituted a travel ban from China. And I will say this again, folks. Had Donald Trump not done that, we would be way worse off. So those of you who want to compare want to blame orange man bad because you can't see past somebody that you hate these are the very people you on the left i'm talking to right now you democrats and you never trumpers out there who say how compassionate you are every election season you want to tell me that you care about me because i'm brown you care about that person because he's poor you care about that guy because he's black but yet you're perfectly willing to, to sit here and tell me how, how compassionate you are. But then you're perfectly willing to hate a man because you don't like him because he's got an R by his name. Ladies and gentlemen, if Donald Trump had a run as a Democrat and won, you'd be singing a different tune because he'd have a letter D by his name. You need to question and ask yourself. You need to reflect. Do a little meditating like what Shifu, who was a guest last week on Rogers B show on Locked and Loaded, Shifu would tell you to sit down, meditate, find yourself, find why you're so angry. Well, you Democrats and never Trumpers out there who say you're so compassionate, but yet you can hate a man just because he has an R by his name. You can hate a man because he might be white. You can hate someone and his family just because he has an R by his name. You tell me how compassionate is that? Here we are with a viral outbreak where there are people that really need help. Your neighbor may need help. You may have a neighbor who's down to their last roll of toilet paper. Are you going to help that neighbor? Or are you going to sit back and hoard your five cases of toilet paper because you're an elitist Democrat or a never-Trumper who likes to speak and say these wonderful words of how compassionate you are? But when it comes down to brass tacks, well, no. If you're not a D, I'm going to hate you. If you don't agree with me, I'm going to hate you. If you don't listen and believe and tell me what I want to hear, I'm going to hate you. Folks, that's just wrong. And if you are a Democrat, and I have some of you are my friends. Some of you are my friends, and and you will always be my friend. But you need to start asking yourself, why do you let your hate get in front of your love to be an American? 
You really, really have to ask yourself that. I'm serious, folks. Now, look, I'm not mad. I'm just right. And and this is the thing that, that you've got to start asking yourself. You've got to do some reflection. reflection. Because let me tell you something, folks. If you're dealing with a sickness, whether it be cancer, whether it be COVID-19, whether it be the regular flu or any other respiratory issue or any other disease, um, even if it's rheumatoid arthritis or anything like that, you've got to start asking yourself, is your negativity, is your hatred for others, is that doing you any good? Because it's not. It's not, folks. You've got to put that positivity back in your mind. You've got to set aside. Maybe you don't like Orange Man bad. Maybe that's what you want to say, Orange Man bad. I don't like him. That's okay. You cannot like him. But how about we stand together and put aside that you don't like him, and let's say, here's what we need to do, and let's do it together, and let's fight. Let's get people well. Let's help our neighbors. That's what you need to start asking yourself instead of telling me over and over that everything is Trump's fault. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a guy the other day that tried to tell me this was Trump's virus. I've already went with you, through with you, how this virus originated in Wuhan. Now, whether it was created in the weapons lab or it was uh, some bat that somehow developed it, I mean, okay. So no matter what you believe, how it originated, it originated in Wuhan, China. That is undebatable, undeniable. It is just the truth. It originated in Wuhan, China. How the hell can it be Trump's virus? You hate a man so much, viral outbreak, that had nothing to do with him. He didn't ask for this. Look, Donald Trump was presiding over the best economy we've had in years, if not ever. Donald Trump was presiding over an economy that had the most Americans in the workforce in history. The most Americans in the workforce in history. He was presiding over that. But yet Donald Trump shut it all down. Folks, the economy didn't shut down because of natural causes. It shut down because we shut it down. Think about that. All right, folks, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, I'm going to get into a little bit more of this China business and and why I'm talking about how to hold them accountable. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is America's Web Radio on Point with Victor. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www docsforpatientcarefoundation.org that's www.docs the number 4 patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax deductible donation and join the fight along with us thank you the disease of addiction is a life altering challenge not just for the person suffering its effects but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp what should be the course of treatment Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction. 
or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. We are back. So I want to get into a little bit of something here. So when I started the show, and this is On Point with Victor, you're listening to America's Web Radio. Look, folks, if you need to reach out, uh, Victor at americaswebradio.com, Victor at americaswebradio.com. Uh, send me anything you want, questions, uh, I'll have answers. And if I don't, I'll make them up. No, I won't. I won't do that. Um, okay. So I started out the show talking about China and how, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just about tired of hearing uh, never Trumpers and Democrats and liberals and Socialist and anybody else out there uh, who want to blame America. It's always blame America first, blame America first. And I've already told you where this lies. We, we need to put some blame on China. Uh, this originated in China. China tried to cover it up. That allowed travelers to get out, and that allowed this disease, that allowed the virus, that allowed it to get here to the United States. So we need to put some blame where blame deserves, which is on China. Now, I'm going to get into something here. And, and this is going to make some of you mad. This is going to make some of the Republicans mad. The establishment Republicans that are out there listening to me, you're probably going to be mad, but it won't be your first time being mad at me. Uh, and then you Democrats, well, you guys pretty much stay mad at me all the, anyway. So, <laughs> no. Um, but no, serious. I want you to listen closely. I, I'm going to, I, I want to say this. Um, we want to blame everybody except for China and except for our own politicians, except for those out there who want to put everything at Trump's feet. Um, there is a lot of blame that we can put on Washington, and I do not mean President Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, President Trump has been in the White House for three and a half years. This man was not a politician before, and I would venture to tell you that he's not a politician now. But everywhere around him, whether it be Democrats or Republicans, there are people, politicians who have been there for 30, 40, 50 plus years. There are way, 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 way too many Democrats and establishment Republicans that have made a career out of politics. So let me tell you what no one else is going to tell you that you need to hear. And if you're an establishment Republican, you need to hear this. We have a lot of blame to look back and put on the likes of McConnell, Lindsey Graham. Um, I could go down a whole list. Uh, But these establishment Republicans and the Democrats out there, all of you career politicians, ladies and gentlemen, though it is those politicians, Democrats and establishment Republicans, that allowed the jobs of America to go to China. They allowed the manufacturing of America to go to China. This has been going on for years, and our politicians stood by and let it happen. They wanted to play footsies with China. You've got American companies who wanted so badly to be part of the billion-person economy that is China. Well, the economy that China will allow, because 
they are communists, but yet they 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 put up a, a the nice little breadcrumbs out there to let people taste a little bit of capitalism, so they won't revolt. That's how China keeps their people under control, along with the internment camps and the fact that they can't have weapons to fight back. And I could go on and on, but that'd be another show. But right now. Here in the United States, we continue to send politicians, Republican and Democrats, to Washington, even though year after year after year they have stood by and played footsies with China. They have stood by and implemented the tax policies here in this country that drove manufacturing away. I'm not mad at all the companies that that moved out of the United States. Because they had to do what was right by them. They had to go where, the, where they had tax advantages. And China's a big market, so you've got a lot of companies that want to go do business in China. But there comes a point where a company needs to say, you know what? We're going to have to put principle ahead of money. We're going to have to put principle ahead of profit. Now, I might sound a little bit like a Democrat there. <laughs> But what I mean by this is America should come first. There needs to be some pride in our country. We need to bring this pride back. And at some point, these companies that are are putting China first before their own country, which is the United States, we as consumers can hold them accountable. But the politicians who have sat by for years and years and years and let folks they let the manufacturing go away they created policies to chase manufacturing to china they've created tax policies to to let the the companies seek cheaper labor elsewhere which was china all while the politicians would look at you and tell you what they think you want to hear every election season so when i talk about holding china accountable i also want to talk about holding your elected officials accountable We have reached a point, folks, where it is time for we the people, we the voter, to stand up to these politicians who have been there and made a career and throw them out. This November, we have an opportunity to start, and we need to start with a lot of these politicians that have been there forever and start throwing them out. And what I mean by that is I mean just as active as you are in the general election, you need to be active in the primary elections. We have got to start throwing out some establishment Republicans and then get some of these get some new freedom caucus style Republicans that we can have and 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 get them lead them to victory over some Democrats. Because we've got to start cleaning out. We're never going to change Washington if we don't change the people that are there leading it. And I use leading with a, with, I use that loosely. But understand me, listen to me. We cannot continue to demand change in Washington and then turn around and send the same people back. The only way we're going to get change in Washington is by changing the people who are go- we are sending there. I'll give you an example. We have a guy, we have a race here. It's District 6. It's Congressional District 6 here in Georgia. We have a guy running by the name of Joe Prophet. Now, Joe Prophet's a businessman. He's never been a politician. And he's running against an establishment Republican by the name of Karen Handel. Now look, I don't have anything against Karen Handel. I've known I've known her. She's a very nice lady. But I'm sorry, she's already been elected. She had her chance. She got a little complacent and she lost. She lost to a no-name Democrat. Um, I don't like that kind of complacency. That kind of complacency screams it, it, it screams establishment to me. So it is time to send someone new, like Joe Prophet. So this needs to happen throughout the country. Lindsey Graham, it is time for you to pack it up and go home. I am so tired 
of listening to Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, go on, on, on Hannity and go on any station that he can. I'm tired of him telling me what he's going to do. I'm tired of him telling me that I'm going to hold everyone accountable that accused Kavanaugh. I'm going to hold Adam Schiff accountable because he lied. I'm going to hold people accountable for going after Trump. I'm going to hold the FBI accountable. I'm tired of Lindsey Graham looking at me through the camera lens of a TV show, and I'm tired of him telling me, the FBI was wrong. There was a coup. There was a silent coup. I'm going to drag them to the halls of the Senate, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Folks, he has said all of these things. But what has he done? None of it. None of it. He hasn't dragged the first FBI agent, the first deep state person. He hasn't pulled them at all. None of them he's pulled to the Senate. Um, we still have the IRS that spied on Americans that, um, well, I shouldn't say the IRS spied. Well, I, I guess it could say they spied. But we had an IRS that was unlawfully going after conservative groups. We haven't done anything about it. Lindsey Graham hasn't pulled anybody to the floor. Lindsey Graham said he was going to get to the bottom of Hillary Clinton's emails. Lindsey Graham hasn't called anybody. He hasn't subpoenaed anyone. No action, folks. Nothing but words. Well, I'm tired of those words because you know what Lindsey Graham has done? Every chance he gets to vote for a spending bill, Lindsey Graham is there. Every chance he gets to vote for uh, uh, some kind of amnesty, Lindsey Graham is there. Anytime there's an establishment need and they need his vote, Lindsey Graham is there. You want to see action from Lindsey Graham and McConnell? Throw a, an establishment bill that's a so-called bipartisan bill that will increase the budget, that will not cut spending, that will lead to amnesty. He'll vote for everyone, folks, because he has. That's the kind of action we don't need anymore. So we've got to start standing up and changing the course of D.C. by throwing out establishment Republicans and Democrats. Just as we, as, as I am tired of establishment Republicans playing footsies with socialist Democrats, I'm tired of the new socialist Democrats coming in and sit, taking over their Democrat Party. Because today's Democrat Party is not Kennedy's Democrat Party. Today's Democrat Party is Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez. Every one of them. You show me one difference between Biden and Sanders. There's no difference, folks. Biden was just out the other day wanting to nationalize uh, not just the health care system. Now he wants to nationalize banks. Joe Biden was calling for the nationalization of the banking industry. Now, how is that different from Bernie Sanders or any other socialist Democrat? These people have got to go. Folks. The Democrats do not have your best interest at heart. The establishment Republicans do not have your best interest at heart. So I know that I'm angering some of you Republicans out there, especially especially the Democrat – I'm sorry, the establishment Republicans and here in Georgia especially. Uh, they get mad at me. But, folks, I care about this country. I care about the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, we should all be Americans first. By the grace of God, I was born here in the United States. Because the United States welcomed my father to this country as an immigrant and allowed him to become what he could be, all he could be, and then allowed me to be born in this great nation, that I put first. 
I will always put this country before the letter R. I will always put this country before the letter D. Folks, Americanism has got to come before politicalism. <laughs> what I mean by that is the politicians. All right, folks, we're going to take our next break here, bottom of the hour. When we come back, we're going to get into more topics. So this is On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual, family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Welcome back, folks. We are back. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armanderes. Okay, folks, look, I, I, I am dead serious. This, The next conversation you have with your family, your friends, um, ask them, when do we hold them accountable? And I mean politicians. When do we hold them accountable, Democrats and Republicans alike? When do we have to hold them accountable? Let's come together. Instead of wanting to argue with your friends about orange man bad, and instead of wanting to put blame on a virus on, on, on our politician, uh, well, instead of wanting to put blame on Trump for everything, um, let's come together as Americans. Let's hold our politicians accountable. Folks, what I was getting to about these career politicians who have allowed and, and created policy – Republicans and Democrats alike who have created our biggest problem here in this country is our tax policy. We tax businesses out of business. We tax people out of their homes. There was a time when one parent could be working and the other parent could be at home doing the other job, which is harder than sometimes the outside job. The job inside the home of raising your kid or, 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 or fixing your house, um, whatever it be. There was a time in this country where you could you could get married and have a family, and one of you could say, you know what, I'm going to go out and work, and 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 one of us will do the home job, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there was a time that you could do that because the tax says that we had sort of a flat tax, and and the tax was low, so you could get by on one one family member's income. 
that's not the case today. We we have taxed. I I will say it again. We're taxing businesses out of business, and we're taxing people out of their homes. And and what we've done, and what we've allowed Democrats and Republican politicians to do, is tax businesses all the way to China. So you've got manufacturing and everything that just was flying out of this country. Until one man had the courage, one man had the courage to come up and say, "You know what? We got to stop. We got to do. We got to unleash America, so Americans can do what Americans do best: use their ingenuity to come up with products and services that people want. And those products and services can originate in the United States. And all you got to do is change the tax policy. Now, if there is one complaint, you know, people ask me all the time, what is a pro- what, what's one problem you have with Donald Trump? Well, I'll tell you what problem I have. One problem I have with, with President Trump is he hasn't attacked the tax system hard enough yet. And now I'm hoping that this is his next term that he leads with, um, with completely changing and redefining our tax system. Because if he tackles the tax system, Accomplishing what he accomplished in three and a half years is absolutely amazing. And what he could turn that into for his next four years just by changing our tax system is, um, folks, I, I, I can't even tell you the records we would hit. But that's going to allow manufacturing to come back. That's going to allow the American ingenuity to go crazy. And then, and then families, households can decide, do we both want to work or do we want to have one person working outside house? I mean, you'll have all the decisions, but it'll be your decisions. Because in this country of freedom, it should be your decision. We should, we've, we've got to stop letting these, these, these establishment Democrats and Republicans, these career politicians, we have to push back. And that's why I want you to start asking. When do we hold them accountable? When will too much be too much? At what point will you be sick enough to throw them out? Uh, the biggest problem we have in this one, – one of the biggest problems we have in this country around voting season is too many of us go, well, my guy's just fine, but your guy sucks, and he's got to go. No, folks, it is time for us to do the proverbial – I'm going to be nice – the B-slap to all these career politicians – it's time to give them the B slap and send them packing. Uh, there, there is nothing better we could do than to send a lot of these politicians out. Look, these, these people are going to be fine. Joe Biden has become a multi-billionaire off the backs of the taxpayer and his dealings, his little secret deals with China and the Ukraine. Um, Bernie Sanders has never had a job in his life, but he's a multimillionaire because of politics. These folks are going to be fine. Send them home. Retire them. They've made so much money off of you, they'll never have to work again, and their kids are never going to have to work because of the way they have secured so much power and money for themselves off the backs of you, the taxpayer. So don't worry about throwing them out of office, folks. Don't worry about it. Now, if you take your eye off this political ball of what I'm talking about, holding them accountable, if you take your eye off of this, then you might as well say hello to the new Green Deal. You might as well say hello to the Green Deal because – Look, if we don't do what I'm saying, and 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 I and, and I mean throwing out the establishment Republicans just as much as I mean throwing out the Democrats. Lindsey Graham, you're gone. McConnell, you're gone. Um, uh, Clyburn, Democrat, you're gone. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of you out there. They got to go because, folks, let me tell you something. If you don't stand up and take the power of your vote back. We're about to allow these politicians to go on the biggest spending spree they've ever gone on. You're about to see the Republicans and the Democrats, the establishment Republicans and the Democrats, you're about to see them become the best bed buddies they've been in years. I mean, they're about to jump into bed together, and they're going to have a good old time. 
because they're about to get together and spend, I mean, upwards of 10 trillion dollars or more if you sit back and allow it to happen. They both of them, the establishment Republicans and the Democrats, are going to get together and sing the praises of bipartisanship at the expense of you and me and your kids and their kids and their kids to come. Because we are $23 trillion plus in debt already. And they're about to go on a spending spree to the likes you've never seen. Folks, eight years of the Obama administration gave us $10 trillion in debt. You're about to let your politicians give you $10 trillion plus in one year. One year. How are we going to withstand this, folks? We cannot. So if you don't take the power of your vote... And start sending these guys, look, the establishment Republicans can't wait to spend just as much as the Democrats. And and if you want to put a little criticism at Donald Trump's feet, yeah, maybe he's willing to spend too. But I will say this. I will say this. At least President Trump, whenever he talks about a spending bill, he tries to break it down to exactly where the money's going to go. He's as transparent, more transparent than any politician in freaking history. And your own establishment, establishment Republicans. Folks, McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, looked at you in the camera and told you and told his Republican counterparts, well, you've got to basically suck it up and sign the bill. There's no time to read it. You just need to sign it. He's talking about a spending bill. McConnell, a so-called Republican, saying just suck it up and sign the spending bill without reading it. Folks, that's awful. And that came from a Republican. That sounded a little bit too much like Nancy Pelosi back in 2010 when she said, oh, we just have to pass it so we can see what's in it. Yeah, we keep politicking this way, folks, and we're not going to have a country left. So when I'm telling you to take the power of your vote back, I am telling you we've got to throw career politicians out. Now, I don't care. I do care. I don't want you to go run and vote for the next big spending Democrat. But I would rather you vote for a new Democrat than to continue to send these same people back up to Washington. And for you establishment Republicans out there, for you people in Lindsey Graham's area, Lindsey, let me tell you what Lindsey Graham did. Lindsey Graham did his Kavanaugh and and look I I, I will commend Lindsey Graham when, when he deserves it and he did a he did a good job and he's done a good job speaking against the deep state but there's no action there folks there's no action and the reason why Lindsey Graham stood up and and did his little dance was because he was trying to to stave off a primary challenger and I think he may have succeeded and shame on you you people in South Carolina if you're going to allow Lindsey Graham to trick you again so that you'll nominate him and won't put somebody up against him and then he'll cruise to another victory and another six years, another six years. Folks, we can't afford another six years from the likes of Lindsey Graham and, and Mitch McConnell and half the other Republicans that are up there. Uh, and we can't withstand another six years of any of the Democrats up there. If you're in New York and you send Schumer back, Folks, you've got to really, really, really start asking yourself if you even care about yourself or your family, if you're going to stand by and send Chuck U. Schumer back to the Senate. I'm, I'm, you folks in Utah, if you send, if you send Romney back when he's up for re-election, then I, I don't know if anything can help you. I just don't. But folks, 
Let me tell you what I mean by this. You're about to see the two parties come together, be the best bed buddies they've ever been, and spend, spend, spend. They're going to spend your life away. We have to stand up and push back. Now, we've got a group of guys in the House called the Freedom Caucus. Those are the politicians that we need to duplicate. If we could clone a politician, it needs to be Jim Jordan. It needs to be Gates. It needs to be these guys that are in the Freedom Caucus. Um, it needs to be guys like Ted Cruz. These are the guys, and I'm not saying to to duplicate their their demeanor or their 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 mind their minds. I'm saying duplicate their love for the Constitution, their love for freedom. Folks, if we don't start controlling our spending, and, and I, I am sorry, a crisis is not a time to, to use the Democrat mantra or the Mein Kampf mantra or the Pillars of Communism mantra of don't let a crisis go to waste. Spin, spin, spin. No, we can come together as a people and use this crisis to strap up our boots, get back to work, and say that we're going to take freedom. We're going to let freedom lead the way. We're going to go back to the Constitution. We're going to go back to the Tenth Amendment where the states need to withhold, need to hold most of the power, not the federal government. We need to refine the United States. Yes, we do. But we need to refine it back into the days of what the Constitution intended. And we can do this as people. We can. We've, we've, got, to, we've, we've got to change Washington out. We have to, folks, I just can't say it enough. I know maybe I'm starting to sound a little repetitive, but we've got to get to this. We've just got to, because if we don't, they're going to spend your life away. They're going to spend your country away. Folks, in this time of crisis where you've had to buckle down at home, uh, you've had to really look at your budget because many of you have lost your jobs. You're having to look at your budget and go, okay, I've got to, I've, I really have to budget because I don't have a lot of money coming in right now. Well, folks, the federal government needs to do the same. They represent us. It is constitutionally mandated that the federal, uh, the, the feds, the Washington DC has to have a federal budget every year. Folks, I don't know when the last time we had a budget. Uh, I know Donald Trump has been putting out a budget, but has the Congress adopted it? They're supposed to adopt a budget every year. And it is time for us to look at this budget and go, uh, we're not bringing in money. Hey, look, your federal government shut down the economy. So they're not going to have a lot of tax revenue coming in right now. So it's time to, just as you and your family has to sit back and go, okay, we've got less money coming in, so that means less money is going to go out. Well, right now the federal government's got less money coming in, so by golly, they need to have less money going out. Now, I don't mean that we're not going to help people because we – I mentioned it before. And what's happening today with the Wuhan virus and shutting down the United States economy, we shut down the United States economy. We did not have a economic crisis shut down the economy. We didn't have bad policy that shut down this economy. No, we as a country shut down the economy so we could kill a disease or escape or, or get a disease under control. So by the government mandating a shutdown of the economy, that government should be responsible of helping the very people they put out of work. So as much as I want to be and control and cut spending, I am totally willing to under and, and, and tell you that we need to, at this time, spend some money. But it needs to go to the people who need it. Right now, we should have been sending checks to the waiters, to the bartenders, uh, to the Uber drivers. 
to some airport handlers and workers. Uh, money needs to be going to these people, these individuals. Money needs to go to the teach the individuals, these people who don't have jobs anymore because we shut down the economy. Money doesn't need to be going to a freaking museum. Money doesn't need to be going to the Smithsonian. Money doesn't need to be going to the Kennedy Center. Center, the Kennedy Center. Money does not need to be going to all these Democrat programs. And I mentioned all those things because millions of dollars went to those programs because of Pelosi and that bill they just signed, the true $2 trillion bill. No, folks, money needs to be going to the Americans that need help the most. All right, folks, you stay tuned. We will be right back. This is On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Invaluable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. Welcome back. This is On Point with Victor. Okay, I I, I, I want to move a little bit here, and, and I want to talk about messaging. I, I, I want to I give the Republicans a little bit of advice, especially you establishment Republicans out there. Um, we, you know, for, for three years now, we, we, the talking point has been the economy, the economy, the economy. And, and it's been great. We, we, we reached a point that we've never reached before. The most Americans working, the most Americans in the workforce. Uh, that's a record. The, mo- the, uh, 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 lowest unemployment for black Americans, the lowest unemployment for Hispanic Americans, the lowest unemployment, I believe, for women. Um, more jobs, more jobs. We had, before the virus hit, we had 7 million unfilled jobs in this country. Um, but in two months, it was destroyed. In two months, everything we've gained in three and a half years. Now, let me put this in perspective, folks. This virus almost put us back to when Obama left office. Now, for those of you out there, who, who, who didn't want to give Trump's policies credit for this economy and you wanted to give Obama credit, where's Obama taking credit now? He's nowhere to be seen. Where are the Democrats? Where's CNN uh, to try to take credit for the economy now or give credit to, to Obama? They're nowhere to be seen. Why isn't Obama taking uh, Biden, oh, Biden taking credit? He's nowhere to be seen. Folks, in two months, we put ourselves back to when Obama left office. 
and that includes the stock market. The stock market was very, very close to being down to where it was when Obama left office. So let me put this in perspective for you. When Obama left office, the stock market was down around 18,000 or just over 18,000. In three and a half years, we were over 29,000. That's how what a rocket ship our economy was. And again, I'm going to say I've said this before and I'll say it again. The, the Wall Street is not the say all end all for a good economy because you can manipulate and do things with spending like quantitative easing, quantitative easing, which is what Obama did for eight years, um, which is why he got to 18,000. But that's a whole other show. So but we went from 18,000 to 29,000. And then in two months, we went right back down to 19,000. So we were we were very close to going down into Obama territory when he left. So, folks. And now you've got Democrats cheering a bad economy. I have friends of mine out there who are cheering. If the economy gets bad enough, maybe we can get rid of orange man bad. Now ask yourself, if you're a compassionate Democrat, you are cheering for Americans to hurt and have economic pain because you want to get one man out of office that you don't like. That's horrible, folks. Horrible. Um, so let me, all right, let me get back to what I'm saying. So here we are in three, in two months, we've erased the gains from, from three and a half years. And what I'm getting at, folks, and what I want the Republicans to understand is you've got to get back to campaigning on principles. You can't just campaign on economics. You can't just go into the Hispanic community and come to me and say, economics, economics, economics. That's why you got to vote for a Republican, economics. You can't go to the black community and say, economics, economics, economics. That's why you got to vote for a Republican. Because then it looks like that's the only reason we need to vote for Republicans. And that's not so. But your messaging sucks. So if you're a Republican out there, if you're an establishment or, or Freedom Caucus, whatever Republican you are, an independent, listen to me and listen to me well. We've got to get back to campaigning on principles. We've got to get back to campaigning on America. Folks, the Democrats cannot campaign on the foundation of America, the United States, but the Republicans can. It was Republicanism. That was about lower taxes. It was Republicanism that wanted to put guns available to the black Americans so they could fight off racist people. It was the Republicans that fought for the civil rights. It was the Republicans that joined with Lyndon B. Johnson and passed civil rights. The Republicans have a lot of ground to stand on, but they're not standing on it. They want to just talk economics, economics, economy, economy, economy. Well, what happens now, folks? Now we've lost those gains. Now we've got to go into an election season. We need more than just the economy. And when I say we, I mean we who want to stand for the United States. And if you're a Republican, if you're an establishment Republican, you darn well better start getting back to your conservatism. Because conservatism is what is going to build this country and get us out of this mess. And what I mean by that, you've got to campaign on the greatness that is the United States. Freedom and liberty are two words that need to be in every candidate's mouth. Every candidate's speech, if they can't say the word liberty and freedom at least ten times, then you need to walk away from them and find another candidate. We need to be campaigning on the greatness that is the United States. We, we can campaign on what it means 
to be frivolous? What does it mean to cut spending? What will it mean for this country to get the budget under control? What will it mean to get the debt under control? What will it mean to strengthen the family unit? What will it mean to put schooling in the hands of the people and not in the hands of the state? And what I mean by that is the federal government. What will it mean when a family unit can stay together because there's more opportunity out there in the country? What will that mean for the people of this country? That is the messaging that needs to be coming out of the Republican Party. If you are a Republican and you're telling me that you're the party of freedom, you're the party of liberty, you're the party of individualism. Individualism is word number three that if you don't hear from a Republican candidate, you need to find another one. But where is the messaging? Where's it going to go, folks? And, 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 and it can't just be the economy. Now, look, this economy is going to come rocketing back. And I can tell you that with confidence because the economy did not fall because of bad policy. The economy faltered because we shut it down. Now, I can go back and show you numbers of the previous eight years. That was bad policy. We had the most people out of work. We had the highest... Uh, number of Americans out of work. We had the num- We had record people joining uh, uh, the food stamp program. That was under the previous administration. That was bad policy. What has happened in the last two months to this economy is not because of policy. It's because we shut it down because of a virus crisis. So we're going to rock it back. We're going to rock it back. But we cannot go into November with just the message of economics. We have way more than that on our side. We have the founding of this country. And again, if you can't put a message, if you're a Republican candidate and you can't put a message together of freedom, liberty, and individualism, if you can't talk about family unit, if you can't talk about um, a, a family having the freedom of religion, if you, and yes, I said it, talk about freedom of religion. If you can't talk about that, then you need to reassess your campaign. And when we talk about on a national level, the message has got to go beyond the economy. We've got to get back to talking about reining in spending. I want you to show me one Republican, one establishment Republican that's talking about shutting down spending. Uh, Let's just say it this way, cutting spending, because we can't shut down spending, of course, but we can reduce spending. Where is the Republican talking about a program that can be cut away or phased out? Where is the Republican talking about um, redundant programs, redundant offices of government that can be phased out? Where is that Republican? Where, folks? Where? These are the people. And if, if, if your representative won't do that, throw them out. If your representative has been in office for more than 12 years, it's time for them to go. It's time for them to go. And you have the power. We the people have that power. No one else in the world has power like we do here, folks. We can we can completely change the direction of this country by a mere voting at the ballot box. And if we don't become diligent, uh, I mean, folks, imagine if if a horrible thing happens and Joe Biden gets elected, then whoever his – you better be paying attention to who he picks for VP because that VP is going to be president. Joe Biden, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean, but Joe Biden is not capable to be president. He's in no condition to be president, and I think the Democrats know this. 
So you better pay attention to who he picks as his VP, because if he wins, his VP is going to be president before his first term is over. I'll give you that prediction. But listen to what the Democrats are promising you. They're promising higher taxes and more spending. That's going to kill this country. It's not going to get us to prosperity. Higher taxes and spending kill an economy. We saw it the previous eight years. We've seen it before, and we'll see it again. So I don't want to see that. And I don't think that's going to happen. Like I said, this economy is going to come roaring back. Um, President Trump, the only guy up there who's not a politician, uh, the guy is is going to steer us, I think, in an awesome direction, and we're going to be doing fine. But I want the Republicans to take this opportunity to get their messaging straight. You know, Donald Trump is out there talking about an infrastructure bill. You know, he has a great point. He has been talking about this for years. This is nothing new from Donald Trump. So for those of you out there who are getting mad because you're thinking Donald Trump wants to spend dollar for dollar what the Democrats are saying, look, I, I give the man credit. If we're going to go spend trillions of dollars, then that money needs to go where it's going to matter the most instead of to programs. So if Donald Trump puts together an infrastructure bill, it's not like we don't need it, folks. Count the potholes you hit on your drive home. If you're in New York and New Jersey, folks, look, I, I was up in New Jersey for a little while, and I tried to ride a freaking motorcycle, and it's riding a motorcycle in New Jersey. It's bad enough that you got to dodge drivers. you got to dodge potholes the size of freaking, I mean, it, they're, they're the signs of uh, holes that would be left from an IED. You can drive around in many, many states and see uh, uh, way too many potholes, dilapidated bridges. So I understand what Donald, Donald Trump's talking about when he comes to this infrastructure bill. So, so understand that that kind of spending might be necessary, but that doesn't mean that we cannot reduce spending, get rid of redundancy, so we can bring this budget into order. And then we'll have plenty of money to spend on the things that need to be spent, or the money needs to be spent. All right, folks, we are just about out of time. Thank you for listening, and we'll have more next week. Uh, again, it was a great day today, and again, thanks to Amos King, and thanks to Harold Dennis in the first hour. Um, take what I'm telling you this second hour, and go talk to your friends about it. But stay tuned. Uh, Locked and Loaded with Roger B. is next, and you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.